95.5. The Morning Majlis, talking the stories that are shaping headlines. This is, this is Pulse 95. We go over to Lebanon, where just the other day we're talking about how the country's two main power plants, which already short on fuel and only powering up just a couple hours a day, ran out completely of electricity and stopped working. And uh, now Lebanon's national electricity grid did go back online after the army provided emergency fuel supplies to the government. So. This would give a temporary easing of the outage that served as the latest ramification of Lebanon's economic collapse. And what's uh, startling is uh, reports from the ground and people's statements overall. People saying they're pretty much used to life without electricity. This has become the norm. A country where people now, because the national power grid is not functioning properly, are relying on private generators for electricity. But even now, with fuel costs soaring up, they've been forced to cut back on those things. And the situation doesn't seem to be getting much better in the country. No, it's not, Ahmed. And the main reason for the power cuts is a shortage of fuel imports, uh, which the cash-strapped government can barely afford anymore. Hour-long blackouts, they have occurred more than 15 times in the past month. Um, So this is a very alarming situation that's going on in Lebanon. But on Saturday, the EDL warned of a complete blackout until the arrival of a new fuel shipment next week. Power plants were able to start again uh, yesterday after the army offered 6,000 kiloliters of gas gas oil. Uh, The central bank then unlocked a credit line of $100 of $100 million um, so the energy minister could actually import fuel. And um, they're saying that the situation will continue like this as long as EDL does not get a continuous supply of fuel and does not have reserves. Um, But the one-month-old cabinet, they did say that reforming the electricity sector and slashing power cuts was a priority. It will meet, uh, in fact, tomorrow, the cabinet, to discuss power shortages. Um, So they are saying that electricity will surely be the number one priority on the agenda of that meeting. And... uh, Yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow in that meeting. I hope they'll do some great reforms for the country. Yeah, I mean, this is... This is worrying, isn't it? It is uh, sh- shortages in these global uh, pri- in, in global supply chains are also pushing up the prices further. Eighty percent of Lebanese who now live in poverty, there is little doubt they will be uh, clinging onto it because many Lebanese have become uh, reliant on these private diesel generators. They are highly polluting, but they're also uh, dominating the black market. And who is it to blame? They say it's a man-made crisis. It's the uh, the uh, the political class the small circle uh, that is responsible for it and uh, then you have the criminal groups that are involved in this black market as well so it's just out there at the moment and it's just utter chaos uh, when you look at the entire situation you do feel for the people over there and uh, you just hope that things get resolved uh, a lot quicker than they actually are at this stage so that uh, the country can get back uh, up and running because you know, thinking about fuel prices at the moment, they're they're skyrocketing. They're above eighty-three dollars a barrel today, and then you look at uh, uh, the, how countries who rely on importing fuel, how they're going to be suffering, and and Lebanon is one of them, yeah. especially with the huge demand for power generators as well. That's right. This this situation has really come to slowly paralyze a lot of operations in the country, like hospitals, for example. They can no longer afford to pay staff. 
Um, so they've been actually, and their employees, they have been on strike for nearly two weeks and only received life-threatening cases. Um, so running the hospital's private generators now costs more than $15,000 a month. That's 10 times as much as before uh, Lebanon's economic collapse two years ago. And also hospital suppliers, they have to navigate a fine line between increasing their prices yet kind of remaining affordable. So that's a hard equation to keep as well with with the current situation, but they have no other choice. But like uh, other, um, uh, for example, we've seen other businesses as well, they rely on imports for spare parts as well, which must be paid for in cash dollars. So a lot of people now are lacking this. Um, because of the yeah. the crash of the local currency as well, they're also affected. So there's so many things that yeah. are like <laughs> it, battling with in, in uh, Lebanon. And when you look at people's daily lives as well, all those things just really add up. So, for example, you got the currency crash going on and the inflation. So people and of course the electricity issues. So people gave up on refrigerated food. So now people are eating lentils and grains mostly. Uh, and, and one person speaking to media said he charges his phone using his car's battery. Um, another woman, uh, a mother of three in Beirut, uh, who's not been able to afford a private electricity generator, and her gov- her husband's out of work for more than a year, uh, said that uh, she can't use the washing machine anymore, and her family's taps have also run dry because water pumps also rely on power as well. She said, we try to sleep as early as possible. So all those things, they really trickle down and radically change people's daily lives. It certainly is at this stage and uh, we'll definitely keep a close eye on this but speaking of impacting daily lives speaking of uh, the general public's sentiment we'll shift our focus now over to iraq where a huge chunk of population does not believe in the elections but the results of these elections will be announced later this afternoon so what's going on all of this will be discussed right here on the morning majlis